0: Hello, and welcome to the latest and special edition of the Marketing Week Explores podcast. I'm Molly Fleming, a reporter at Marketing Week, and today I'm joined by Acting Features Editor Charlotte Rogers and our Editor Russell Parsons. Today's podcast is on the 2020 career and salary surveys. For over two decades, we've been conducting an annual survey on the marketing industry, collecting information on trends, habits, and the experiences of those who work within it. This year, we've been exploring marketing's diversity crisis and the impact it has had on seniority, influence, and whether marketing is even considered an aspirational career for young people. Welcome, Charlotte and Russell. Now, Charlotte, this is your fourth year doing the salary survey, and this year you focused on diversity. Why is that? Well, two years ago, we started looking at
1: what we called the looming crisis within marketing, and this was about the next generation of talent and this kind of idea that actually marketing was not seen as an aspirational career for young people, and we wanted to know why. And this two years on, the work we've done this year with this career and salary survey is kind of looking at, is this sort of looming crisis within the pipeline of talent also a crisis of diversity? You know, we all have a feeling that marketing is dominated mainly by you know white people, middle class people, um, but we kind of wanted to, to prove it, to kind of get those stats to show that and also to work out whether there is an issue regarding how people feel about marketing as a career at the grassroots level, whether they think it's for them, whether they even know what it is, whether their parents even would encourage them to do it, and whether this is affected by the background that you come from.
0: Now, one of the key people you interviewed was Raj Kumar, Global Director of Corporate Reputation and Brand Governance at Aviva. He spoke really passionately about what can be done to create a pipeline of diverse talent and the importance of brands really believing in the power of diversity. I know that he told you about the diversity gap and about how it began way before he entered the marketing industry. Can you talk us through what he means by that? Absolutely. So
1: he kind of talked about the difference that particularly people from diverse backgrounds, particularly Bain backgrounds have, is that you don't have that network of people within your family group or, you know, community that necessarily have worked in marketing. So they can point to, he, he said growing up, you know, his parents could point to engineers and doctors and dentists and say, this is a successful career. You know, these people have had success, but he, they couldn't point to anyone in marketing and say, oh, you know, so and so they've had lots of success.
2: Sometimes you don't know enough people who come from diverse backgrounds who are in marketing, who are, who you're able to point to and say, do you know, our friend so-and-so, why don't you talk to him, et cetera, et cetera, or her. Whereas if you come from a middle-class background, you probably do know somebody who works in marketing. So you can have a better, uh, a, a better knowledge of what, what all is in marketing, the sheer breadth of things that we do.
0: Obviously, This lack of diversity is a huge problem and will take time to solve. But is there anything that Raj suggests we can do immediately to make marketing more diverse?
1: He talks about the idea of kind of saying to ourselves, you know, having a degree is not a prerequisite to working in marketing. He talks about the diverse reasons why a young person might not be able to go to university. You know, they they might not financially be able to do that. They may have responsibilities. They might be a carer, but they might also be an amazing marketer. So we kind of need to get over this obsession with having a degree.
2: Marketing is so wide and so wonderful in one sense. You can actually come from very diverse backgrounds uh, in terms of your degrees, for example, and still be very successful in marketing. But I don't think the degree necessarily adds, uh, is a prerequisite, is how I put it. Like for me, a lot of people are not, due to circumstances, may not be able to afford or go to a degree uh, because they have a already working, uh, etc. So uh, taking care of somebody. So there are a lot of commitments and I think, If that's a prerequisite, that's definitely a barrier because we can get the skills we need uh, from people who don't necessarily have a degree.
0: Diversity in front of the screen is something that marketing has come leaps and bounds with. Is diversity in ads something that Raj thinks will help? He thinks it's a great first start and obviously it's kind of showing an acknowledgement that we need to do
1: more as an industry. But I think he also talks about how it can, in a sense, also be inauthentic if the teams um, and the talent that's being brought into organisations doesn't reflect that
2: and I already see that the first step that we've seemed to have taken is make sure that our ads reflect the society. Which is a very easy quick win, I would say. But the real challenge is that our function, you know, and our discipline reflects society. You could class it as also being inauthentic if you're not backing that up with action in your own companies. Are we taking an easy route out and saying that is sorted out? Probably. But I think there is definitely more to be done across the board.
0: Something he also spoke about was the pressure of being one of the first people from his background in marketing, of being a role model.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He talked about that sometimes he doesn't always feel like a role model, but that doesn't mean he's not one. And that actually, um, you know, when you're one of the first, you're one of the first leaders from a certain background, you know, it comes with a responsibility um, that whether you want it or not is kind of there. And he embraces that and wants to do more. Um, But he acknowledges that, you know, it is a responsibility he has to deal with.
2: I think... Could I could I be doing more? Yes, probably yes. I think all of us could be doing more. But I do feel simply by being, you know, simply by being the first or being seen to be there, you automatically become a role model. Uh and therefore the way you you cast a long shadow. Obviously that was really
0: insightful from Raj, but he is just one voice. I know someone else you spoke to was former Guardian News and Media Marketing Director, Sonia Sutoka. You spoke to Sonia about the diversity crisis, something which Raj feels really passionate about. Is that something she agrees with? She actually says that
1: there isn't so much a diversity crisis as a diversity opportunity. And she prefers to refer to diversity as inclusion. So she actually says that there's a really big opportunity that everyone's missing out on. and um, So to frame it more as a positive rather than as, as, as a crisis.
3: I'm not sure that I think of it as a crisis. I think there's a diversity opportunity um, in marketing. And I think... Um, We can all gain quite a lot from taking diversity seriously. Um, I think I'll prefer the word inclusion to um, diversity. I mean, diversity is um, an important thing, but I think the more we focus on inclusion of diverse um, and recruitment of diverse uh, people, I think that that will be um, a great opportunity for us.
0: Raj talked about how diversity in front of the camera only gets us so far. I'm curious to know what's on your thought. She totally agreed. She
1: was saying that it's great to see more diversity. in campaigns and, you know, the way that brands talk about their products. But she said that actually you need that behind the camera as well, so to speak. Um, and that she said that all plays into how authenticity has been called out in marketing more and more.
3: It's great that we're seeing more on screen and more in ad um, and in marketing representation of um, of different diverse uh, characteristics but I think actually to do that well and authentically it really helps if you've got a diverse team because I've had um whatsapp messages from friends before in other sectors that are like if is it okay to use you know this person with a if they're wearing a headscarf what should they be wearing and stuff and it just it's helpful that if you've got people of that background in the team then you've got whether it's agency side or client side then you're you're representing um diverse characteristics authentically rather than either avoiding it because you're worried that you're going to make a faux pas or um, doing it wrong so I think there's, there's that.
0: Well, I spoke about his personal journey of being a role model and the pressures of that is that some, something that Sonia also found? So she referred to it as
1: it's not so much a pressure as a responsibility you choose to take on and she was saying you know you shouldn't see it as a separate job it's just kind of part of being like a good person and working hard and bringing people along with you um, and it's not such a big deal it, it's quite um, a great opportunity.
3: Again, I'm not sure about pressure. I think it's a responsibility that you can choose to take or not, and um, and also I think like being a role model isn't like a separate job. It isn't something that you have to schedule an extra four hours into your week for. It's basically, are you are you a senior person? Um, from a Bane background, who's not an arsehole, that's that's kind of like a good start, I think. Go about your life, be liking it in a way. Like, I think, um, yes, it would be nice. It's nice if you can um, spare some time to help people from, um, you know, other people from the same characteristics. So I uh, tick another couple of boxes as well. I'm female and um, I'm gay and I'm a parent and I would just be, I, I'm just as happy to Talk to a new young mum returning to work, or somebody that's gay and that's not comfortable coming out at work, or whatever. And I think, um, basically, if if you're a decent person and you've got a bit of time, and somebody asks you for a bit, bit of advice, that just that's what's being a role model. Um, and then the other part of being role model is is being being able to speak out, you know, things like this or or other things, being able to kind of talk um, when you get an opportunity or a platform to do it.
0: What I've been really encouraged by is both Raj and Sonia have given clear-cut ways that you can improve diversity quite quickly. Can you talk us through what the Sonia did at The Guardian? Absolutely. So she talked
1: about how, um, you know, for entry-level roles, you really, in marketing, you really don't need a degree. And she said that at The Guardian, um, they took that requirement off um, all job ads to try and get a more diverse selection of people um, applying for roles.
3: I've spoken to a few, um, you know, I was going to say kids, but young people in their, in their sort of... Um, Late teens, early twenties, and their big question is how do we get into it? How do we get into it? And and I think there's not enough entry level positions that don't need a degree, and you don't need a degree for for so many entry level positions in marketing. You come in, you can kind of learn the role, um, you know, and the tasks on on the job. We need to just drop this perception that you need. Um, you need great you need need, uh, a full degree you don't even really need any kind of basic um, higher education I mean depending on the role you have different skills requirements and things like uh, multimedia social you know there's there's so much it's so diverse kind of what the marketing remit is now but it's not just like it was about words and pictures before it's it's much more beyond that and I think um, we need as an industry to to rethink how we recruit people, and you know, it's a creative industry, it's a communications industry, it's a, um, it's a, it's an industry that's connected, that that should be connected with, um, consumers and connected with the real world as it stands and as people live their lives out there. And so, actually, if we start, or we, if we continue to be this kind of, um, elite group of a certain type of people, then we're not representing the community that we're trying to talk to.
0: Sonia also pointed out that there drawbacks and potential problems with having mentorship at a larger scale
1: yeah she kind of talks about how we need more of a joined up approach because actually there is some some bodies doing it here some people are doing something there but actually there's nothing cohesive that young people can get excited about and get involved with it's just like how are you going to find out about these things if they're all in different places
3: I feel quite strongly about um about the lack of opportunities for mentoring and coaching and help for um for young people coming into marketing because I think there's a couple of schemes it's all very haphazard it's not um you know I I, I, w- I would say the industry is probably crying out for some um at scale organized um internship mentoring you know something that provides a proper decent runway for diverse um car- d- diverse communities to join the industry and I think like that is what is needed right now.
0: Now, as I said, we've been doing the salary survey longer than any of us have been working for Marketing Week. Now, Russell and Charlotte, I'm going to ask you two key questions on today's podcast. Firstly, what are your key takeaways from the 2020 Career and Salary Survey? And secondly, what change do you want to see this time next year? Russell, you're up first.
4: Isolating just a couple is difficult. There are so there's so much information at uh, so much data. Uh, the you know the percentage of non-white people in senior positions and in marketing full stop is a standout uh, as well as the lack of socioeconomic uh, diversity i think my uh, my key takeaway from the whole thing is what we've done with this survey is underline and confirm the assumption the assumption's always been that marketing is very much a white middle-class profession based almost exclusively in the southeast and in London or at least the power base is there and what we've done now is just underline that Uh, but with every intervention we call it an intervention the first stage in it is accepting there's a problem and this data confirms that there is an issue doesn't need me necessarily to explain and illustrate why a lack of diversity is a business and social and marketing problem. So it is; um, those arguments have been uh, had and won. So now, with confirmed, the next stage, I suppose, is reflection, and the third stage is action. So what I want to see happen now is for people to start thinking differently. This isn't a 2020 problem. It's. Uh, is an issue that needs to be addressed over a long period of time in our reporting around it we talked about apprenticeships we talked about widening access and thinking differently about work experience initiatives and those things seem to me to be two key areas that people can address and address quickly because unless you start thinking differently you're not going to widen your demographic pool and potential recruits and if you're not going to widen your demographic pool and and increase the diversity of of those that are being recruited, then you're going to face issues over the next 10, 15 years.
0: Brilliant. And you, Charlotte? Well, I think for
1: me, obviously, as as Russell mentioned, we all kind of felt this. People always said, you know, marketing's not as diverse as it could be, but now we sort of pinned it down and we have the stats to prove it. I think one that stood out for me was that despite just 10% of respondents saying that they come from an upper-middle-class background, they make up over half of people in senior positions that just proves that often it kind of is the background that you come from, the learned cues that you have growing up that can really take you further, maybe the connections that you have. Um, And in 2020, that just doesn't seem fair. Um, So the change that I would like to see is that Marketers talk a good game about diversity and improving you know, brand campaigns and showing diverse people um, on screen. I think we should be doing that within businesses, um, whether that's changing hiring practices, whether that's just kind of going out there and talking to people, not just in the London bubble, but actually kind of going and speaking to young people at grassroots and kind of talking about marketing as being an aspirational career um, that is open to many people of many different skills. That's the change I'd like to see.
4: And just to add to that, this is not about beating up on white, middle-class people at all. Arguably, I've moved uh, into that uh, dual demographic category myself over the years. It's about just making sure that, yes, you reflect the people and the places of your customer base, but also making sure that you are, as I say, looking far and wide to make sure marketing is accessible to all people in all places, it seems to me to be absolutely key moving forward.
0: This has been such an interesting podcast and something that we've been talking about, I know, in the office more and more and think is a really pressing pressing issue. And something that I'm taking away was from our other podcast, actually, Marketing Week Meets, where I met Liv Little, who is the CEO of Galdem. And she talked really honestly and openly and mentioned multiple times that the white middle-class people do need to be doing more they do need to be putting themselves out there there is a wealth of talent from different communities and it's about finding them in the non-traditional routes and I think it's really exciting to see both Sonia and Raj talk openly about their experiences. We hope you enjoyed this week's Marketing Week Explores podcast you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Spotify and as ever if you want to read the content we've discussed or get more of the best marketing news and insight go to our website MarketingWeek.com. That just leaves me to thank Charlotte and Russell and you for listening.